Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Galatians, if you've got a Bible with you, Galatians chapter 3. And uh, it's going to come up on the screen. If you don't have a Bible, that's all right. Um, we've got you this morning. It'll come on the screen. And I'm reading from the New King James. Once you've got it, just make a little bit of noise. If you're not there yet, make some noise. (laughs) Eventually. Galatians 3 and verse 13. Christ has... Underline that word has if you're one of those people that write in your Bible... Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ has. If you're ever going to try and preach a sermon off one word, I think you could preach off that word right there, has. I was looking at this verse and and as I was reading these verses, I came to that word has and, and I just felt like it just kept going over and over in my spirit. Has. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. It's a past tense word doesn't say that Christ is planning to. You could get excited about that. Christ is going to do it. No, not he's going to do it. He's already done it. He has. doesn't say if you believe Christ will. No, it said he has. doesn't say if you've got enough faith, then it will outwork and God will do it. No, it doesn't say that either. It says he has. It doesn't say if you fast enough, if you pray enough, if you worship enough, if you sing enough, if you read enough of the Word, then he will. It doesn't. It says one word and it's a past tense word speaking to the work that God has already done in our life. He's not planning to. He's not getting there. He's not working up to it. It has already happened in Jesus Christ's name. He has. How many are grateful that He has? He's done it. He's done it. He's done it. He's redeemed us from the curse of the law. What was the curse of the law? The law required, this is Old Covenant, Old Testament, pre-Jesus Christ on the cross. The law required that in order for you to get the forgiveness for your sins and the freedom from your mistakes and the washing clean. In order to get that, it was based upon what you did. You were bound by what you brought. Dependent on the sacrifice you brought, it had to be the, a certain type of sacrifice and, 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 and the numbers of the mattered and the type it was mattered and the way it was killed, it, it mattered. You had to do it a certain way. You were bound by what you brought. This was what the law was. But what Galatians is telling us, when it says he has, It's speaking of the finished work of Jesus Christ that He has set us free from having to bring some sort of sacrifice in order for us to be able to get into the presence of God. It's because of the blood of Jesus Christ that 
has already been shed for us that we can come to Him as we are with all of our screw-ups and all of our mess-ups and all of those Sunday pretty faces that we like to put on with our religious done-up, buttoned-up self on a Sunday morning. But really we know we're going through hell and dealing with this bad thinking and dealing with this sin and issues. We can come to Him how we are. Why? Because He has. He has done it. So we can, we can come, we can come one, come all, bring our issues. We don't get right before we come to God. We come to God and He gets us right because He has. He's already done it. We come as we are. Too often we slip back into old covenant as Christians. Yes, we know the cross of Jesus Christ. Yes, we hear something like this and we amen it and we love it and we shout about it. But so often I think in our day to day, we can find ourselves shifting back into thinking that it's about my works that He sees. He doesn't see our works. He doesn't see what we do. He sees who we are through the blood of Jesus Christ. God has Jesus Christ contact lenses. When he looks at you, he sees you through Jesus, through the blood of Jesus Christ. This has to be a continual reminder for us that it's not about us trying to work, trying to, trying to, trying to strive our way to get something from God. It's about us receiving what he has already done. Recently, uh, Caressa, my wife, we are due, she's due this week, praise Jesus. Well, she'll be praising Jesus when it's done. But <laughs> And uh, we've got a little girl, Leo, he's due um, this week. And, uh, and uh, we've got Luca as well, who is a 17-month-old. And uh, what happens is uh, sometimes Caressa will, what, what Caressa will do is because she's at the house and, and uh, you know, she's pregnant at the moment and, and she's trying to keep up with Luca and Luca is running crazy. And, uh, and so she'll, uh, what she'll do is sometimes she'll text me and she'll say, can you go to whatever it might be, food spot that, that she wants to eat for lunch? And she'll say, can you, she'll say, I've ordered, I rang them and I've ordered some food and, and I've paid for it. I just need you to go, go there and pick it up. And of course, because I'm a, an obedient husband, my response is yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> happy wife, happy life, come on. Um, do what you're told. And, uh, and, and so I, I recently happened to me, so I went to this, this place, I think it was like a burger place, and, uh, and, and I get to the burger place and it was, it was you know, it was around the, the uh, lunchtime, so there's like a queue of people. And so I arrive and I'm like, oh man, so I roll, I roll up there and there's like a queue of people standing outside this place up to the counter. And so I get up there and I just stand in the queue and, and I'm standing there for about, you know, must be 10, 15 minutes. I just start talking to the guy that was behind me in the queue and, and you know, we're just talking. And as, as, I'm, as I'm standing there in the queue, I've been there for about 10 minutes, you know, waiting because all these people, everyone's waiting to, to get their food. And I'm standing there and I look up and I notice at the front of the queue, above the queue, there's a sign that says, order here. I've been standing there 10, 15 minutes. It says, order here, and about 10 people in a queue. Then beside that sign, where there is nobody, there's another sign 
that says pickups only. So now I've got to do the walk of shame because everybody's just watched this idiot stand in the wrong queue for 10 minutes. Now I've got to get out of this queue. They're like, hey, silly me. You know, like, and tell them that I'm not here to place an order right now and pay for something now. I'm here to pick up something that's already been purchased before I got there. See, this is my challenge is that I think that there are too many Christians that in our day to day, we find ourselves in the wrong queue thinking that we gotta pay for it. We gotta put an order in where I need to tell you that through the blood of Jesus Christ, there is no order required. You just gotta pick up. Tell someone I gotta pick up. I don't have to wait in line. I don't have to earn it. I got a pickup. I can go to the front of the line and pick it up in the name of Jesus Christ. Look at this, what he says in Galatians. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. That the blessing. See, verse 13 tells us what he did. Verse 14 is telling us why he did it. He has redeemed us from the curse. Goes on, it says, why? That the blessing, say that word, blessing. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. Who's the Gentiles? We're the Gentiles. So Christ has gone before us to set us free from the law. Why? So that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. This blessing that God has put upon us. Remember, He has done it. The blessing, I want to tell you this morning, the blessing of God is upon your life right now where you sit. The blessing of God is not waiting for your faith. The blessing of God is not waiting for your tithe. The blessing of God is not waiting for you to earn it, for you to strive for it, for you to work for it. The blessing of God, the order for the blessing of God has already been paid for on the cross of Jesus Christ. And all you need to do is walk up to the counter of heaven and say, I got a pickup to make for the blessing of God. I wanna start to walk in this blessing that the Word of God says is upon my life. Give Him praise for about 10 seconds if you believe in the blessing of God upon your life. It's a pickup. It's a pickup. It's already been done. It's already been paid for. What we need to do in order to walk in it, we've got to get out of the wrong queue Stop trying to do it in our own strength. Stop trying to do it in our own might and get in the right queue and say, I've got to pick up 
for the blessing of God upon my life. I'm going to start walking in the blessing of God that is upon my life. When I was standing in that queue and I was talking to that guy, we got into like this conversation. I seem to have this ability to get into really deep conversations really quick with complete strangers, which is really awkward sometimes. I was in this conversation and, and this dude's just talking. You know when people like just randomly start, you know, just sharing like the deep inner workings of their heart and you're like, whoa, hey, I was just saying, hey, but you know. We start talking and so as he starts talking, it was while he was talking that in the background I saw, I noticed I was in the wrong queue. So then I'm caught in this dilemma. Dude's pouring out his heart, but I've got a hungry wife at home. And I need to tell you something, bro. When it comes to breaking your heart or hers, I'm gonna choose your heart to break over hers any day of the week because I'm gonna live with her, praise Jesus. So we're having this, this conversation and while he's talking to me, I had to decide, am I gonna sacrifice my pickup for the sake of people or am I gonna make a decision that I'm not gonna let any person stop me from what God has called me to walk in? See, one of the biggest attacks on what God wants you to walk in, I think is the wrong conversations with the wrong people at the wrong time. And you gotta make a decision. You're either gonna please people or walk in what God has for your life. Do you believe in the blessing of God or are you living for the approval of man? Tell someone, I gotta pick up. I got a pickup. There are certain conversations in your life that are detrimental to the blessings of God upon your life. Certain conversations that we can get caught in at times that try to get in our mind and our thinking that will try to water down the blessing that God desperately wants us to walk in. Don't let people water down what you're called to walk in. I walked up to the counter and, uh, and I said to the lady, um, I've got a, once I realised, I got out of this convo with my, with my newfound best friend and, and I went to the counter and I said, I've got a pickup. I need a, I need a pickup and order. She said, what's the name? I said to her, Ben. I said, the name's Ben. And she starts, you know, going through where, you know, you're convinced they're actually typing nothing because there seems to be just too much going on for just looking at one name. And she's like, <laughs> like I mean, dear Jesus, there's Ben, three letters, B, B, E, E, N, N. We're there, we're there. Just real quick. You know, like, I don't know what she's doing on there. She's searching through. She said, we don't have an order. I said, oh, dear Jesus. Now I've got to go back. <laughs> Pass my buddy back to the back of the line again because she doesn't have an order. Well, she's telling me we don't have an order. It just occurred to me, hang on a sec. I didn't ring the order through. Problem is I'm coming to her in the wrong name. I'm coming to her in my name. But it wasn't me that placed the order. Why do you feel unworthy to walk in the blessing of God? Because you're too busy trying to walk in the blessing of God under the banner of your name. Your name is not worthy. But I know another name 
That's the name that's higher than any other name. The name that came in bodily form, the God who's the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, wrapped Himself in, in, in flesh and hung on a cross so that you could not walk in your name. You're not worthy because the Bible doesn't say worthy is the name of then. It says worthy is the lamb that was slain which is the name of Jesus Christ. What you need to do every single time you start feeling unworthy to walk in the blessing of God upon your life, you need to remind the devil and all hell that's coming against you that you are not coming in your name. You are coming in the name that's higher than any other names. And that is the name of Jesus Christ. Give Him praise if you're grateful for the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. You gotta pick up. You gotta pick up. What's the pick up? It's the blessing. Pick up is the blessing. It's the blessing of God. It has been paid for. He paid the highest price that has ever been paid so that you could walk in the blessing of Abraham, that's what Galatians tells us. What's the blessing of Abraham? Turn to Genesis real quickly, I'm gonna show you. There is a blessing of God upon your life, whether you believe it or not, whether you think it or not, whether you feel it or not, it's on you. It's on you. Recently, I might have shared this once. It's an analogy that works. I remember recently, I always put my sunglasses on top of my head and I'm not using them. Recently, I couldn't find my sunglasses. Have you ever done this before? And I walk the house, searching for the house. You accuse every single human being on the planet. of steal. I'm accusing my 17-month-old. You know what I mean? Like he can't even talk. Where are the sunglasses? What did you do? He's, you're marching around the house trying to find sunglasses only to walk past a mirror. after you just put yourself through the stress and the worry and the accusations of accusing everybody else for stealing something only to find that the whole time you were marching around to look for it, you had it all the way along. It's much like the blessing of God. You have it. It's just that so many people are not walking in it. You have it. That's what Galatians tells us. But let's look at what this blessing is that he's talking about in Genesis 12. Genesis 12 and verse one. Now the Lord has said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. Here comes a blessing. This is the first one. There were multiple blessings that he spoke out over Abram, but this was the first one. I will bless you. This is God speaking to Abraham. And this was a promise. And we forget in this day and age, because promises and words this day and age, they don't carry the same weight that they did back then. So we can sometimes miss how heavy it was when God spoke this over Abraham. This was not just a thought. This was not just a passing statement. This was a promise. This was a declaration over Abraham's life that I will bless you. 
That's something that through what Galatians says that we can receive. We know that this verse in Genesis was, pre, was pre-cross, old covenant. That's why it says, I will bless you. Galatians says, He has blessed us. So we can take that as a promise of God over our life that we are blessed in Jesus Christ's Name. He says, I will bless you. Blessings were a big deal to God. They are a big deal to God. That's why Jesus' very first sermon that He ever preached, the Sermon on the, on the Mount, began with one word, blessed. It is an important principle within the Kingdom of God that us Christians need to get a greater and a bigger understanding of what it means to walk in carry and operate in the blessings of God. He says, I will bless you, which means what? The blessing is on me. Say that, it's on me. Say it like you believe it, it's on me. Whether I feel it, whether I think it, whether I see it outworked, whether it's something that I get up every day and feel the warm fuzzies or not, it doesn't matter. It is on me. Where I go doesn't matter. It says blessed going in, blessed coming out, blessed in the city, blessed in the country. Does not matter what is going on. The blessings of God are on me. Say it again. It's on me. Say it like you believe it. It's on me. The blessings of God are on me. Let me tell you something, what God has blessed, no man can curse. The enemy, this is exciting, the enemy cannot touch the blessing that is upon your life. He cannot touch it. He can distract you from walking in it, but he cannot touch it. Numbers 22 and 23 tells us the story of Balak. Balak was the, the, uh, Moab, one of the Moabite kings. And the Bible says that Balak had seen the blessing of God upon the Israelites. He felt so threatened by the Israelites. It says they were starting to multiply in number. These dudes started to look good. They started to spread across the land. He started getting intimidated because he saw the blessing of God that was upon their life through Abraham. So what he did was he reached out to this dude called Balaam. Balaam was a sorcerer. Balaam was an ungodly prophet, if you like. He reached out to Balaam and said, bro, I need you to come over here because these cats are a little bit too blessed. He said, I got some territory here that I wanna keep as my own. And I'm starting to see something upon these people that I don't like. They're starting to operate in this blessing. I need you, Balaam, to come over here and declare and speak a curse over these people. At the start of the story, Balaam didn't wanna do it. He said that he didn't feel like he could actually do it. He was hesitant. See, the blessing was already at work on the Israelites warding back the curse that Balaam was about to try and speak over the people. The Bible says that Balaam gets on his donkey and starts riding his donkey. And he has this encounter with God. An angel of the Lord comes and stands in front of the donkey. Balaam doesn't see it, but the donkey sees it. Balaam gets mad. Donkey doesn't wanna go forward. Balaam starts hitting the donkey. It's a funny story. So it takes off and he gets out of rod and starts smacking. You know you're having a bad day when you're starting to beat your pets. 
he starts, dude starts hooking into this donkey. Like, what does that even look like? Imagine punching out a donkey, just like crack a donkey in the head. I mean, that would hurt your head. He's, he's hooking into this donkey. The donkey, it gets weirder, bro. Listen, read your Bible, it's awesome. It gets weirder. The donkey looks at him and says, bro, like what for? Donkey, I love this donkey. He's like, come on, man, give me a break. He's like, what are you hitting me for? He says this, he says, we never rolled like this before. What, you gonna start hitting me all of a sudden? Balaam gets so mad, he says, I'm about to kill you. This, this, this story gets like just straight weird. But all through this, all through this story, what's happening is the blessing that is upon the Israelites is starting to push back the curse that Balaam's about to try and speak over them. See, when you understand the blessing and you start walking in it, the blessing will start working for you. And this is what's happening. So the blessing starts to use a donkey. The angel's going on his behalf and finally Balaam gets to where Balak wanted him to be. And they're on top of a hill and he builds the altar overlooking over the Israelites where they are. And Balak says to Balaam, now let's do this. Let's declare the curse over their life. Let's speak lack over their business. Let's speak addiction over their family. Let's speak dysfunction over their marriage. Let's speak brokenness over their kids. Let's speak depression over their mind. This was what the enemy was about to try and do over the Israelites. This is a strategy that the enemy is trying to do over our life as Christians. He's trying to speak that out and declare that out over your life. But then watch what happens. Balaam gets up to do it and he looks out and he sees the blessing and he looks at Balak and says, bro, like I can't curse what God has already blessed. He says, I can, listen, I can try all you want, but he's saying, look at these people. They're multiplying. They're walking in something. I wanna tell you the blessing that's upon your life is powerful and the enemy cannot do a thing about it. Tell someone it's on me. Say it's on me. Say it like you believe it. Say I'm blessed. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed coming out. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the country. I'm blessed. It's on me, it's on me, it's on me. Say it one more time, it's on me. Blessing is on you. He says, I will bless you. And I'm gonna make your name great. Look at this as we continue in Genesis 12, verse two, it goes on and it says, it's on me. I'll bless you, I'll make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I'll bless you, it's on me. You shall be a blessing. I'll bless you, it's on me, it's on me. See, that's what I'm trying to do this morning. He's, that's why I'm getting you to repeat it. It's on me. So I'm getting you to say it because I wanna get it in your thinking. Because the word says, as a man thinks, it's on me. Because as I think about it, I start to believe it. And what I believe, I can receive. So as I think about it, it's on me. And I start to declare it. That's why I'm telling you to speak it because the Word says the power of life and death is in the tongue. It's not enough. Well, I think that's a good sermon. I don't care if you think it is or not. I want you to say it. I want you to say it out of your mouth. It's on me. 
So it starts to get in your heart and then you start to believe it and think, man, maybe, maybe this crazy screaming Australian, he's, maybe he's onto something. Maybe, maybe the blessings of God are real. Maybe it's not just an airy-fairy, little fruity religious word that people say just to make us feel good. Maybe there's actually power in this thing called the Word of God. Maybe if I continue to declare it, my heart will start to receive that I am blessed of God and the blessing is on me. Say it one more time, it's on me. He goes on, it's on me, I'll bless you, I'll make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless you, now you will be a blessing. Listen to that language, I will bless you, I'm gonna put blessing on you and if you receive it, now you will be a blessing. Now it's, it's on me, now the blessing's in me. Because the blessing now, God says, I'm gonna bless you and you will be a blessing. See, now we've just shifted from what you've received, you've believed, now it's in you. Now the blessing is not what you have, it's who you are. I will be. Because you can't pour out what you are not. And if you wanna bless people, you gotta get it in your own heart first that there's a blessing in you, which means you are blessed. You are blessed. Why are some people so hesitant to give? Because they don't recognise that they're blessed. It's better to give. Bless, more blessed is it to give than to receive. When you recognise one, it's on me, now it's in me, now it's who I am. I'm blessed. It's not, it doesn't depend upon what I have. My bank account might be this, but it doesn't matter because I'm blessed. My, this might be going in my family, doesn't matter. I'm blessed. See what the enemy's trying to do is he's trying to cause us to water down the blessings of God, thinking the blessings of God are about what we have. It's not about what we have, it's about who we are. You are blessed. It's on you, now it's in you. Say it's in me. It's in me. It's on you, it's in you. You still with me? I've got two minutes and 33 seconds. You got faith? Here we go. It's on me. It's in me. You shall be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you. It's on me. Now it's in me. Then he says, I'm gonna bless those. God says, you start, you start walking in this blessing, I'm gonna get involved in this thing. So much so, that when someone blesses you, I'm gonna bless them. So it's on me, it's in me. Now this thing's working through me. Now what's in my life is starting to work through my life because every time someone blesses me, they're gonna get a blessing. See how powerful it is, not just for you, but for those around you. Look at someone say, I wish you would start walking blessed because then every time I bless you, I would get something better from God. We've got to start walking in this thing. It's not just for us, it's for those around us. How do we have an influence in a city is when Christians start stepping up and living what the Word of God says and says, I'm not going to hold back anymore. I'm not going to accept second rate anymore. I'm blessed. It's on me. It's in me. I'm going to start working this thing through me. Say, I'm blessed. There's a blessing upon your life that all hell cannot take. 
It's on you. It's in you. It's working through you. I'll bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. See how it's working now? That's powerful. This is God speaking. This is not this is God. This is not just some little fairy that's sent from heaven to come down and sprinkle a little fairy dust. This is God speaking. Says, if you get walk in this blessing, I will start working on your behalf and I will start blessing those who bless you. And every time someone comes against you, I'm gonna come against them. Tell talk to tell someone beside you, say, you better watch out. You better watch how, what you say to me. You better watch how you treat me because I don't go on my behalf. Someone goes on my behalf for me and His name's the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. His name is Jesus. See the blessing. That's what was happening for the Israelites. It started working for them. The blessing started working for them. The blessing that was upon them saw Balaam come and said, you're not, gonna, you're not gonna come bring a curse on him. I'll come back at you on his behalf. You don't have to fight your battles for yourself. When you recognise that you are blessed of God, the blessing will fight for you. And you can get up every single day knowing that you're not going in your strength. You're going in the strength that was bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. And it looks like a blessing upon your life in Jesus' Name. Give Him praise if you believe it and receive it this morning. Come on, praise Him like you know it's on your life. Praise Him like you're going to walk out of here different this morning. Praise Him like you know all hell cannot stop you because you're blessed of God. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Come on, I fought all hell this week to get this message. You better walk out of here with your breakthrough. I'm blessed in Jesus' Name. I'm blessed in Jesus' Name. My mind is blessed. My family's blessed. My finances are blessed. My thinking is blessed in Jesus Christ's Name. You are blessed. Let's all stand to our feet right across this room. Otherwise, I'm going to keep preaching. I've got one more point, but I'm going to do it while you're standing. It's on me. It's in me. It's working through me. That's powerful. Your blessing fights for you. Fights for you. We we thought we thought blessing was about just a check in the mail. And that's that that's good. Really what that is is that's the manifestation. One of the manifestations of blessing. Why have we missed this in the church is I think we've watered down the blessing just thinking that it's the manifestation. It's not as bigger than that. It fights for you. You'll be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you. Curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. It's on me, it's in me, it's working through me. Now it's working for me. Because every single thing that comes from me has got blessing upon it. If you're a parent, you, this carries some weight for you. They're blessed. Which means when the enemy tries to come and bring something on your kids. You have an authority to look hell itself in the face and say, who do you think you are? That kid is blessed. 
that kid, those children, they are blessed in Jesus Christ's name. They're blessed. The enemy can try do whatever you want to try and do, enemy. Do what you want. I'm not intimidated by your attacks because my power and my faith, I understand the power and the faith in the blessing of God. You're blessed. Everything that comes from you is blessed. It's working through me and it's working for me. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.